All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, semi-final edition. I'm your host, the Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski, uh, joining me tonight from the Seawolves, Phil Bruce. Thanks for having me, Cause fellas. Great to be here. Unfortunately, uh, it's it's just not the same type of playoff vibe from from back when I was in the championship game. I, I just I can't get into it nearly as much since my team's not in it. But it, it, it's fun, and I can't wait to talk about all this. You stuff won the Fendel lineup, fun Fendel contest last week with a a lineup of like maybe one guy that I would have considered playing last week. So that was that was good for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody has different strategies. My strategy is always to try and win oh. those events, um, which is why I selected those players. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just read off some of the names for the listeners if they don't. If they Oh, you got second. I'm sorry. I didn't realize Fegley hawked you. Um, so Winston, you know, I'm okay with that, obviously. McCaffrey, always want to play McCaffrey. Aaron Jones probably should have been more played in a good matchup against Washington. I have a slight issue with Paris Campbell, um, but I, I see what you're doing there, bringing it back on the other side of your your quarterback. You know, you expected the quarterback to do well, so figured their team would be throwing. Yep. DJ Moore is a good player. I can't knock that. Diggs probably don't think Diggs is a great, you know, play. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he he was a good value play though. Eight K. That's that's expensive, sir. Um, at the wide receiver position, I thought I thought he was seven. And Sorry. then uh, Cameron Brayton, Patrick Laird. We'll get to Patrick Laird here shortly. Let's bring in Shane now. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Hey, it's great to be here, Matt. Uh, took a one week reprieve from fantasy football last week to re- recharge. Um, I came back to something I didn't want to come back to, which is just a shitty roster in the semifinals here. So with Patrick Laird on it. With Patrick Laird in the starting lineup. Yeah. Gonna gonna play a big role in this year's semifinals. Yeah, that's exciting. Um it's always good when you can get Patrick Laird out there in your lineups, you know. Um you also played the Arizona defense against your beloved Steelers last week, Phil. Did we lose Phil again for the early yeah. part of the show? We normally do. Um, okay, there you go. Minus two and a half. Okay. Um, all right, so I guess it's just Shane and I then. Um, Shane, congrats. Um, I don't think I ever you know, said this to you. Congrats on getting a first-round bye in all three of the leagues you planned. I know. Pretty uh, – thanks, buddy. It's been a, pretty, uh, been a pretty good year for fantasy football over on this side. I mean, I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. I mean – I would say only one of the leagues is where I really deserved it. Um, I mean, this league, you could argue, I did I did have a pretty good team for most of the season, struggled down the stretch, but um, I was pretty fortunate in a lot of matchups. But only one of the leagues where I had a, a team where I feel like I deserved getting a bye. Um, the other two leagues, I was I was had a good some good luck on my side. So um, excited to be in three semifinals this week. That's for sure. Hopefully, I can punch a ticket in some some title games. So I'm in all three of those leagues with you. I think you're. I think you're speaking of the Berkshire team. That's probably your best team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Zeke, and Carson carrying me there. Um, pretty good. Pretty good lineup there. So I th- feel I like did, I did. 
I did tell you in Thunderdome that I really liked your squad after the after you know looking at the week one lineup. So yeah, I mean, I I have a a pretty good starting lineup in that league, which is kind of what carried me. I don't have a whole lot of depth, um, but I have I have some pretty good starters. I had some guys that were hurt last year. That that's why I wasn't really a factor, but. Um, I do have a pretty good starting, and I hit on some some good draft picks there. Devin Singletary's paid off down the stretch here. Um, Mark Andrews obviously played well for me all year in that league, um, so should be interesting. Should be a good matchup this week, but uh, I think I'm me and sure the other semi kind of playing for second. You and Fegley are pretty loaded in that league, so we'll anyway, see what happens. Just congrats on a good season for you. Hopefully, this week goes well for you, and you can get some uh, cash out of it. So. Yeah, I mean, just as we speak there, uh, Mark Andrews' touchdown comes in. So um, that kind after, of hurts. Uh, after a Hollywood Brown pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, that uh, kind of hurts after I yanked him out of my lineup today. But, uh, hey, we'll see what happens. That's all right. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, all right, so I guess we can recap last week until Phil gets back on here. So no, I'm, sure. I'm, uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm back. Sorry about that. Did I hear some questions about the Arizona defense being played last week? Uh, yeah, you, you had mentioned that they were two and a half point something. It's irrelevant at this point, so let's move on. Um, Cut that. Phil, you want to do your trivia question first? All right, this this one's pretty short and sweet, and I, I love to um, – because there, there's all these people that – you know, you make the playoffs and um, you think because of, of the result of making the playoffs that you are a really good owner and you, you really know. Hold on, hold on. I know the answer to your trivia question. Yeah. Um, yes, Todd Gurley, well, RB1 right now in the, in the fantasy football. Yes. No. So what, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm going after is all the teams that are in the playoffs, um, there are – a handful of players that are significantly owned on playoff rosters versus teams that did not make the playoffs. So the players that, um, that they're on rosters, they're owned in, in the highest percentage of leagues. Like for example, Patrick Mahomes last year was on 60% of playoff rosters. The leader this year is at 78%. So I'll give you the top six but the leader is at 78%, meaning that if you own him, 78% of the teams that own him are in the playoffs. Do you know who number one is? Lamar Jackson. I would guess Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is number three, 68%. Okay. Um, Shane, you want the next one? Um, I would have said Lamar as well, um, but I guess if it's, he's number three, I guess I'll go with, Wow. Um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, number two, 69%. So this is just a way to make fun of me, isn't it? Um, Because number one's got to be McCaffrey then, right? So you got two and three. Oh, number one is Christian McCaffrey. 78% of rosters. That have yeah. Christian McCaffrey made the playoffs in ESPN standard leagues this year. I know, I know, one of the twenty-two percent, but I didn't have him the whole year, so that's not fair. Yeah, well, no, don't don't worry, we're not done. We we still got a few other positions. Chris, Chris Godwin. No, I'm sorry. Would you say Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin is not up there. That's a good guess, no. though. Okay. Good, Shane. 
Um, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is not on the list. So you have the top three. There's three more. Oh, Michael Thomas. Nope. Wow. Oh, I, got, I think I got one. You, you, all right, go for it. Trifecta. Um, if if you go ahead, Kaz, you I, I think I have two, so you can go ahead. Um, I'm gonna guess Dak Prescott. Dak is not on there. Okay. Um, I would say, how about Derek Henry? Ooh, that's a good one. No. Wow. Um, three more positions. Remember, this is total ESPN fantasy leagues. This isn't just the positions that we play in our league. Yeah. Oh. Um, Patriots D. Patriots D, number four, 67%. So there's two more. Um, can I ask if there's a tight end? There is a tight end. Is it Darren Waller? It is Darren Waller. Wow. Yeah. Number six, 63%. So you were, you were kind of half right with the whole, is this just to make fun of me thing? Yeah, so you were really nice to me last week, and I knew that that couldn't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but there's, there, all right, there is one more guy that think of um, really outperforming expectations from where he was drafted. I mean, I'm thinking uh, my other guess was Chris Carson, so. <laughs> no. Cooper Cup? Nope. One more guess each. <laughs> Mark Ingram? <laughs> That's a good guess, but no. Um, marking been great. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, sixty-three oh, yeah, percent. So there you have it. My favorite stat of the year. I will see you guys back next year with that one. All right. So I have one for you guys too. So um, last night we got to watch some outstanding uh, pairs. Play some golf in the start of the golf season with the President's Cup. Um, so my question for you is, there are seven pairs, a.k.a. teammates, that in our league, in our scoring, have combined for over 500 points in the fantasy season. Can you name those seven pairs of teammates? Seven pairs of teammates that scored over 500 points. Yes. And QBs are in this. Correct. Obviously. No. Uh, go ahead, Trisha. Um, I would have to say, man, all right, let me think here. Who do I want to go with first? I would say, let's go with, man, I don't want to get wrong on the first one, but let's go with. Kyle Allen and Christian McCaffrey. They are sixth at 519. Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook. Um, And I'm sorry, there are eight. I missed one. I'm sorry. Hold on. You guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said Cousins and Cook. That is correct. Um, 538. Okay. It's got to be Lamar Jackson and Ingram. 
first at 597. Mm. Hmm. I'm writing this down. What, who did you guess, Phil? Uh, Cook and Cousins. Cousins. So they're tied. They're tied for third. And how, how many? So, how many was the total points again? Sorry. Five hundred. So right now you have number one, Lamar and Ingram, um, Cousins and Cooks. Cook tied for third, and then. Um, McCaffrey and Allen seventh with five nineteen. Mm. Are, are there any where there's three on a team, or is it all just duos, pairs, just duos. All, all all pairs? Okay. Um. God. Let's do Deshaun and DeAndre. Tied for third with uh, Cousins and Cook at 538. Let's go with um, Prescott and Zeke. They are second, 547. Ooh, that's good. Oh, oh, who do I want to go with? I'm going to go three left. Rogers and Jones. Rogers and Jones. Yep. Tied for fifth with 520. Um, let's go with. Um, it's got to be um, Wilson and Carson. Eighth, five fifteen. One left. All That's right, perfect round here. Winston and Evans. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> it's gotta be Winston and Godwin then, right? Uh, it is Winston and Godwin. I'm just checking to see if Winston and Evans also have it. I only took the top two. Um, so Winston and Evans would be at 489. It is Winston and Godwin at 520. Uh, nice job, guys. <laughs> that was a good question. Good question. Thank you. Just got a live text in question for the podcast. Um, Eddie Mitchum from the Steel Curtain sent me a question. It says Tyler Higby with a question mark. Yeah, Ooh. I guess that's going to be the most asked after. It's going to be the looking back. Why? Why did I do that? But uh, <laughs> obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Andrews is hurt all week. Um, when he's been hurt this year, he has not played very well. Hasn't even been targeted a whole lot when he's been hurt. Thought short week didn't really weren't going to really need him. Um, figured he would probably only catch two or three balls. Unfortunately, the one that he catches is for a touchdown. Um, Higby has been targeted like a monster the last couple of weeks. I figured he was uh, a safer bet to catch some more passes this week. So, Yeah, I'm okay with the move. I, I get the question, but, uh, you know, 
I think you need I think Higby might have more big play potential. So um let's get right into the teabag versus bullies. What are you gonna say, Phil? I said it's interesting that you're you're getting those texts. Somebody who's you know, not involved in the matchup at all. Poor poor little Shane sitting over there has, has no idea he's getting these messages behind his back. <laughs> it's okay. I knew uh, I, I took some heat for it before the game even started from my opponent this week, wondering why I took Andrews out. <coughs> Obviously, yeah. if I knew he was going to catch, known he was going to catch a touchdown, I would have had him in there. I would take the nine points and run right now. But um, yeah, can't look back now. Thought Higby was a safer bet to to catch five or six passes this week. So. All right, well, let's keep going with your team, um, starting Baker Mayfield at Arizona instead of Aaron Rodgers at home against Chicago. Um, I guess it'll be a two-part. One, Phil, do you agree? And then Shane, give us some of your reasoning behind doing that. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, sure, I'm looking back right now to see what he did. So, I mean, week one, he had one touchdown, 200 yards against Chicago. I mean, that was at Chicago. It's a completely different season now, and the Packers offense hasn't looked all that great. I think I'm okay with it. I, I know it's a big name to have on your bench, but it's such a better matchup against Arizona than, than what Chicago is. And the, the, the Browns have to show why they were the Super Bowl favorites in the offseason at some point, right? <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I mean, you got that OBJ connection if he's still playing and doesn't have a sports hernia slash gets asked to be traded to another team on Sunday. Yeah. Good, Shane. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I picked up Mayfield, and I think it was like week 11. I, looking back, I, I'm not sure exactly what week it was. It was somewhere week 10 maybe. Um, basically for this week. Um, that was the only reason I really wanted him. Um, Arizona's pass defense has been the worst in the league all year. Um, been the worst against quarterbacks. So I figured, hey, week 15, I figured I was going to have to score a lot of points. I figured this was going to be a shootout to really poorly, I don't say like poorly coached teams. I would expect a lot of points, a lot of undisciplined play. <laughs> and it's kind of what I'm shooting for hoping Mayfield can, can put one of those four touchdown games on the board and, and make a difference for me here. I, I don't know that – I think I think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball against Chicago a little bit. So I, I feel like I, I've seen Rodgers play enough this year. Hey, maybe I'm leaving a big game on front Rodgers on the, on the bench, but I, I just like Mayfield's upside, and I think I'm going to need – I'm going to need that 25 to 30 points from my quarterback spot this week to, to have a chance. I think Rodgers has been like the QB 31 the last four weeks or five weeks. Um, he has one good game in that stretch. I don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm totally okay with the move. I totally get where you're coming from. And Baker Mayfield has a huge gaudy ring on his finger from last season. So I'm uh, totally okay with the Mayfield play this week. I get it. Living in the past, man. Yeah, you are the one that kicked off the podcast talking about your appearance in the title game two years ago. So <laughs> hey, maybe um, maybe it doesn't work out for me. But hey, I mean, doesn't, this just seems like a game for Baker Mayfield where they're playing a bad team, and he he's the type of player I feel like that's going to want to look good 
to make himself look better than he actually is against bad teams. Oh yeah, he's going to be feeling dangerous out in this post game press yeah. conference. Yeah, too. yeah. Like when he when he goes up against a good team, you're going to see how good of a player he is, where he's not very good. But when they play the bad teams, I feel like he's going to want to show out and <clears throat> and play well and make it seem like he's a good player. Um, next question for your team, Shane. Do you guys have any concerns about Cooper Cup? Uh, touchdown last week kind of saved his game, but. He was only on the field for 20 plays um, in that game against the Seahawks. Uh, it's been a lot of Robert Woods, a lot of two tight end sets, and a lot of Josh Reynolds. Um, Cooks and Cup only out there for 20 and 28 plays respectively last week. Um, we've seen the Rams kind of refocus themselves on the running game, and uh, McVay kind of said this week that it's been one of those more two tight end sets to kind of help the offensive line out since that's been a major issue for them this year. So, so we have concerns about Cooper Cup. Um, if his snaps are limited, can he do enough to give Shane a good game here in this one? Yeah, major concerns. Um, ever since his, his huge breakout game against Cincinnati in the middle of the year that he went nuts, um, hasn't really done much. <laughs> Best game was two weeks ago, 65 yards, got in the end zone. But, I mean, he just hasn't been on the field enough. Like you said, the Rams are starting to do what they should have been doing all year, running the football with Todd Gurley, um, controlling the game a little bit better, not leaning on Jared Goff to lead them to the promised land. Um, I think they realize that they're going to be a team that wins, and if they're going to make the playoffs, they have to give the ball to Todd Gurley and, and let him do his thing. Um so with that being said, the targets are obviously down for Cup. Woods seems like the guy that you, you kind of want in that offense right now in the passing game. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just hoping that, hey, this streak continues here. He's had a touchdown the last two weeks, hoping he can he can get it falling again and, and put up a 12 to 15 points. Yeah, I, I think that's a good range for him. and I, it, It's a pretty safe bet. Things are changing with that offense, but I, I, I do think he's due to have – a little bit of a bigger game than maybe he's had the last two weeks. Plus, this is about as, as juicy of a matchup as you're going to get against the Cowboys, who are either going to show up or they're they're going to let you know really early that they've just quit on Jason Garrett. Um, but but either way, they're not that good of a football team. And I, I I love the Rams coming into that coming into that stadium, and I like Cook this week. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Cup this week. Uh, this game definitely has some uh, shootout feel to it. Um, and I think Cooper Cup is still the third down safety valve for Goff. So I, I think 12 to 15 is, like you said, and that's spot on with that ring chain. Um, let's run back our question from last week with Bowl. Um, if Josh Jacobs can't go, where does he turn? It's either going to be Ronald Jones. Um, Latavius Murray or Jalen Rashard? Yeah, I have a little uh, little skin in the game here, so it's kind of <laughs> tough to, to make the assessment for my opponent. Um, you don't need to if you don't want to. I understand. Yeah, I, I think I know where I would go, but I, I don't know that I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I'm going to let Bull make his own decisions. Um, he, he's already got one on me for me sitting Andrews this week. Um, I'm gonna need 
need him to make a wrong one here. I think I'd go with Lat Murray, um, just because I feel like he's got a, a safer floor. Uh, I think I dropped him around week six. So let's let's talk about his first few weeks: two point eight, point two, two point five, four point four, nine point four. Then after I dropped him, thirty point five. 33.2 back-to-back weeks. That, that's some pretty sweet action. He obviously has a role carved out with Kamara in this offense. I, I, I'd probably slot him in there and just take whatever I could get out of it. That's where I was going to lean to. Um, I think there's going to be the ability to score some points in that game. Um, and yeah, those, <laughs> those, uh, those numbers that you're talking about, <laughs> Phil, really sting. Those were the weeks that Kamara was out. And that's the week I put a $1 bid on Murray to get him that week and bowl in $2 for some reason. So, And and uh, that happened to be the week that you played bowl. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I know. I'm well aware. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. No, no I, hey, I, I forget if I looked back. I mean, I don't think – I think if I had gotten Murray, obviously I would have swung the game. But, um, yeah, whatever. It's – I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Bull also picked up Zach Pascal for this week um, in his flex two spot. He's got the, the good Monday night game, I guess, if T.Y. Hilton's not out there. Um, the only issue, I guess, if T.Y. Hilton is not out there is Pascal's likely to be shadowed by Lattimore. Um, so how do you guys feel about Pascal this week and what, what should be a game where – the Colts are needing to throw the ball often. Yeah, I feel good about it. Um, I feel bad to my six of my stomach because I sat there all day on Wednesday morning and was like, man, I should probably add Pascal. Um, felt like he was a really good flex option this week. And I definitely have some question marks in my lineup, as we can see. Um, Pascal's been playing really well the last couple of weeks. I've been hitting on him in FanDuel. Um, with that being said, I just didn't have anyone at the time that I wanted to drop. I wanted to, I, <laughs> we can laugh about it, but I made Laird my guy that I want, wanted to pick up because I felt like I needed to play him. Um, didn't, didn't put the bid in for Pascal. And I, I think he has a nice game this week. I think it's a safe floor of about eight to 10 points. Yeah, I, I feel the same. Again, to Kaz's point, I think it's most likely going to be a shootout. And and they're going to be throwing to catch up there. I think he's got a safe floor. I I, I love him in the flex too. I think Pascal has a bad game this week. I wouldn't play him. Um, I'd probably be running Curtis Samuel out there if I was bull um, over Pascal. I think this has. I think that Indy's going to need to throw to stay in this game. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to successfully. I feel like this has 35 to 10 potential. Um, Saints will be out there roaring, ready to go Monday night. They love playing the Dome and with Breeze likely passing Peyton Manning this week on the all-time touchdown record. Um, I could see that place, them really kind of rallying around their quarterback. So, um, Other matchup that's obviously terrifying for you, Shane, is Terry McLaurin against Philly. <laughs> yep. So, uh, <laughs> it's now time to pick our winners for this semifinal game. I'll let you guys go first. Go ahead, Phil. I, 
I, I think it's Bull. I just I like his team a little bit better this week. I like his matchups. Shane's just got too many question marks. And even looking at his bench with, with Evans and, and Juju and some of those – John Brown, there's – um, it's just – it, it, there, there's there's not really some good good answers to to the question and I, and I think I, I think sure pulls it out, or not um, I think bull pulls it out yeah I mean going through obviously I've been looking at a lot of the matchups it's 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 got to be advantage bull weevils here um, unfortunately um, I'm gonna need some luck to to happen on my side I think to to pull this one out. Um, like I've just said a couple times now, pulled pulled the wrong trigger once already. I felt like I needed to hit on the tight end position. Um, I, I made the mistake of taking Andrews out, so that hurts. Um, I think Bulls' team is just a little better than mine right now. Um, wouldn't be surprised if my team keeps it close. It's going to come down to whether or not – for me, it comes down to Mayfield and Beckham. If that connection happens, I, I banked on that. That was my pickup in the middle of the season and my – my acquisition in the middle of the season that I wanted for this week alone because I wanted to win this week to get to the championship. And so it all comes down to that one for me. If Mayfield and Beckham can can turn back the clock here and turn Beckham into an actual player again, um, I can keep it close. If not, then I think it's going to be the Bull Weevils by about 15. I'll take the baggers. I don't all right. know the reason why because there are not any good football players on that team, but – uh I'm going to take T-Bag, I think. Um, I think you need to stand corrected because players know when, when someone's good. They can see it, and Chris Carson <laughs> is on my team. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that. There are good football players on here. It's just, there's a lot more of them on the other side of the, yeah. the the table here. I mean, there's some pretty good matchups for Bowl this week, too, I got to believe. Um, got to believe Zeke's getting in the end zone. I mean, just about every week you got to feel like he is, but got to feel like he gets in once this week. Um McLaurin, dream matchup against Philly. Um, Edelman is what he is. Kittle against Atlanta, obviously a beast. Um, yeah, Tannehill, good matchup at home against Houston. So I have my work cut out for me. I, I think it's bull by a little bit here. Yeah. I think you're either going to win or you're going to get absolutely shellacked. Yeah, so. I, I could I could see that. <laughs> I could I could see it uh, being like a 40-point loss. I could, yeah. I could be a 120 to 80 type thing it would be you know par for the course if you had another week in the six week run where you didn't score 100 points <laughs> um you've only done it one time but we're not going to talk about it so uh, <laughs> let's go to the next semifinal matchup abusement park against steel curtain uh we'll start off with the underdog before, park. before you get into that I, I did say that i based my season on weeks 13 and week 15 um, at the middle of the year because I figured I was going to be playing you in both of them. So those are the weeks I wanted to score. So we'll see if that happens. Yep. Great job, man. You're the best. Um, uh, Let's talk about Abusement Park, the underdog. Um, Running Le'Veon Bell out there tonight. He's got 5.7. It's almost halftime in that game. He's going to need to do a little more there. Um. I think he's going to need something like 15 from Bell to really have a shot in this one. How do you guys feel about our favorite guy on the podcast to talk about other than Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon against New England? Can't be a good matchup, but uh, 
chairs have a ton of other places to turn. He's yeah. averaging 23 the last two weeks. I mean, I know it's, a, it's an easier matchup than when this is, but they're relying on him now. He's, he's, he's still an RB1 play this week. Um, for anyone counting at home, 42 divided by 2 is 21. She's averaging 21 the last couple of weeks. But, um, but yes. Sorry, I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm looking at PPR. I'm sorry. <laughs> your point is valid. Um, he has to play him. He has to play him. Obviously, you, you don't like the matchup. Lincoln defense is still solid. Um, but touching the ball, he, he's going to touch the ball no less than 15 times. So, I mean – at this point of the year, what more can you ask for out of your flex spot? Someone's going to touch the ball 15 times. You hope he gets in the end zone once, and it's a good week. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to play him. He's likely to get 10 points this week. But oh, I'm looking at some of his game logs. Holy hell. This guy. There's four games this year. Six for 10. Six carries for 10 yards. 11 carries for 17 yards. All wool on the Seawolves. Eight carries for 10 yards. And 10 carries for two yards. Like, four games under 17, under 18 yards. And then, and then and once sold, traded. I sold, low, I sold pretty low on him. <laughs> once traded from the shitty Seawolves, he goes 15.7, 17.1, 16.8, puts up a clunker against Pittsburgh, and then goes 15 and 27. So, I mean, he's been rejuvenated here the last last six weeks or so. Once he got to a winner. You bad. Oh, my God. Go figure. (laughs) What a bad football player for half the season. Um, (laughs) Sits at running back 13 right now in our league. One spot behind Todd Gurley. Um, Kenny Galladay, you know, no Marvin Jones in town. No Jameis is going to be putting up points on the other side. Can David Blau do enough to uh, make Kenny G – a big player for Beeston Park this week. Has to, right? Yeah. And it's got to be – this has to be the one where we're sure stays in it, right? Galladay's got to probably get in the end zone twice, I would imagine, to to make this worth his while. Um, that being said, I think he gets in at least one. You got to – Galladay's getting in the end zone at least once. Um, game's got to be a shootout. Tampa Bay pass defense, really poor. Um yeah, Galladay goes for over 100 and a score at least, so it's going to be a good week. Yeah, I, I agree. As far as circumstances go, you couldn't really ask for a better circumstance outside of Stafford being there. But as far as matchups go against against Tampa Bay with Marvin Jones being out, it, it's a dream matchup for Kenny G. He, If there's ever a week where he's going to go off and score a season high, which it looks like is around 26 – I think this is the week that, that it happens. Yeah, you got to think he's going to get peppered with targets. Um, he should be able to have a good game. He's going to need to to uh, to keep sure in this one. Move over to the steel curtain. I want you guys to pick two players for me of this trio. David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, and Devonta Freeman. Uh, I think Ed has the right two picked um, for this week. I think it's Montgomery and Mostert. Um, 
Monster's shown the last couple of weeks that this guy's uh, pretty good. He's pretty fast, <laughs> really fast, and uh, he's probably the guy that should be should be leading that backfield. And looks like the Niners are starting to lean that way. So I think Monster's a solid play there, and and I think that I've been beating this drum. Not on the podcast, but some, one of my guys, one of my buddies at work, you can run the ball against the Packers. Um, so I think that Chicago is going to be able to do that. Packers run defense isn't that great. Um, Washington had some success last week doing that. So I would, I would imagine that Montgomery gets a little, little room to run this week. Yeah, I think for at least one more week, Mozart's a, a, a good. A good, a good <laughs> but guys, I mean, you're in the, you're in the playoffs. You have the first round by, and you're rolling out guys like that. I mean, and and I'm just saying, he's a good play. It's just it's crazy. You get to this point in the season, and, and these waiver wire guys that you don't even know of in the first half, like Laird, um, <laughs> are slotted in, and and they're locked, locked and loaded RB twos, <laughs> and we're talking about it being a good play. It's crazy, but that's that's the reality of fantasy football. And Devontae's not the play this week against the Niners for sure. I'd roll with Mozart and, and, and see what happens with Montgomery. I'll take Colonel Mustard uh, with the touchdown uh, in, in Levi's Stadium. So. Scoochie, baby. Scoochie, baby. So, definitely playing Mustard. Mo- Mo- I can't say his name now. I'm definitely playing Mustard, um, but I'm slotting Freeman over Montgomery. I don't want any parts of the Chicago backfield. It's miserable. Um, and I think Freeman is going to be similar to Mixon in the sense that he's going to touch the ball enough, probably a little bit through the air as well, um, to do enough that you're not avo- you're not kind of avoiding the David Montgomery four- or five-point game. So that's where I'm going there. You're, t- you're, taking, fr- you're taking Freeman over Montgomery? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, it wouldn't be uh, – I don't think we've done this yet this year. So, Drew Brees, home, Monday night, prime time. What could go wrong? Shane, give it to me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been since week one, I guess. Um, it happened week one, and now it's happening week 15. But, man, this is just – I mean, a dream, dream matchup for the curtain. Um, all, their, all their dreams and hopes are, are going to be realized here in the, the Drew Brees Monday night home setting the touchdown all-time touchdown record. I got Brees for 375 and four scores. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Another 50 burger. <laughs> yeah. Was he uh, going to run one in too? He's not going to run one in. Okay. He's going to be chucking the ball, trying to get that record. You'll have one receiving and one punt return for TD this week. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, yeah, it's what, what what else could you ask for? And I think if you're within, wait, hold on, I got to make sure there's nobody else playing Monday night. Oh, Doyle's playing. I feel like if you're within 15 or 20 going into Monday night, you've got to feel like you've got it locked up if you're in the curtain. Um, maybe even 25. Yeah, Breeze in the is first gonna, half. And the first, yeah, Breeze is going to have a huge game. Um, but that's one of those where you can go to bed. Nice and early Monday night, if that's the case, and that's the circumstances that fall in front of you. Yeah, this is just going to be domination. Um, 15, that's it. I mean, I would say 
35 to 40. Yeah. All right. So, if, all right. Let's say, let's say Doyle knocks out a seven or eight point night. You really, you're going to, you're going to feel good being down 40 in that game. He's going to make sure Michael Thomas catches Michael the, Thomas is catching the record the winner, too. The record winner. <laughs> because Traquan Smith got the, the last big record winner for Breeze. You're right. He's making sure Michael Thomas gets this one. So, but what what if Indy cooks up the Belichick defense where they just take away the best player, right? <laughs> That's Good a possibility luck. where they just double Thomas the whole game and leave everybody else open. It's a big Ted Ginn game. I'm feeling it. Uh, Eddie also has the only good wide receiver on the Browns, Jarvis Landry. So, match up against Arizona. He got um, sold for max dollars. He's a good player. <laughs> this uh, this one could be a blowout too. This matchup here. So let's, let's see what we got. Land Curtin versus Park. Yeah, I'm going through here. Obviously, I want to try to make an argument. Like we said, Kenny G should ease the pain for the Park here a little bit. Keep him in it. Um, but when it comes down to it, it it's the curtain and it's not close. Um, this is the best team in the league. And Breeze and Thomas for 60 on Monday night in my book. So I'm going to go with the curtain. You know, a few weeks ago I had um, my quarterback and wide receiver go for 67 in the Thursday night matchup, the the rest of my players scored, I don't know, may, maybe another 20. <laughs> not saying that it's not going to happen here, but it, it is possible to lay an absolute goose egg with a 60-point performance from quarterback. That being said, that's not going to happen here. Eddie's team is really good. It, it, frankly, it probably doesn't matter whether he starts Freeman or Mozart or, or, or Montgomery. It's – he could probably leave one of those slots open if he wanted it and was willing to give up the draft cash just to just to say how good of a team he has. He's going to run this, run, run with this one and, and win big. Yeah, um, kind of a bummer because if I play Robert Woods against Shane, um, I feel like me and Eddie kind of rob, oh, I robbed the league of what would be an outstanding matchup this week. Um, yeah. I think that could have really had some fireworks. So it's a little bittersweet to say that I think this is – I know I picked the Beast from Park last week to be the winners, um, but I'm going to go back on that for this week, and I think Eddie wins by 30-plus. So. <laughs> Ooh. Curb stop. Yeah. Phil, Phil, it was week nine. You had Garoppolo and Sanders put up 59 and a half, and you lost by by <laughs> – by 33, 32. <laughs> a, a, a week after beating me. Yep. Yeah. Fantasy football, rest, man. That's fantasy. The rest, of your, the rest of your team put up 32 points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was right, good. So, so you guys have Eddie versus Bowl in the championship, and I have Eddie against the Baggers. So. Should be a should be a fun week of fantasy football. Hopefully these games don't get too ugly. They both have definite potential to get lopsided here. So let's uh, let's make some make these games on Monday interesting. Um, I mean that's all we can hope for. Hopefully um, Eddie 
I mean, obviously not for Eddie's sake, but just for the league's sake, we want to see good, good matchups. Hopefully Eddie's trailing by like what would be a juicy number there, like 30 would be a juicy just to make, make them do something. No, no. Sure needs to be up by, I think, 50, honestly. Like, come on, Thomas yeah, I, Breeze. Like, at, least 30, at least 30 makes it a juicy number where he's probably yeah. not going to do it till late. I mean, Doyle maybe gets in the end zone and makes things real interesting there. Um, get some fireworks on Monday night. Obviously, we, we like the curtain to, to pull that out. but I, I think the only way Abusement Park has a shot at this one is if Teddy Two Gloves makes an appearance early with a breeze injury on Monday night. That 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 that's I'm looking at this. That's the only way I could see it. Yes, as far as mine, I would say I I got to be up. I mean, a juicy number is probably right around the ten point mark for for pass call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right with that. All right, you guys got anything else for? Uh... For the semifinals, it's, it's getting to be that time of the year. You know, it's getting pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, now, nah, been a good season so far. Um, hopefully, we get some entertaining semifinal matchups here. Um, excited to be part of it, and uh, good luck to everyone that's playing. Yeah, good, good luck to all the teams. I would say it's probably in our best interest to cut this a little short before we see another Mark Andrews TD and, and, and we get a phone toss here. So <laughs> good, good, good luck to everybody playing this week. No, we got clear eyes and full hearts over here. We have no regrets. Um, still like Tyler Higby this week. So I think so too, man. I think you're going to enjoy watching, uh, watching Tyler Higby play some football and, on Sunday, that'll be the the Fox game, I would imagine. Yes. 4.30 on uh, Sunday. I will be at a family dinner. So that's going to be fun. Um, I will have the phone propped on the table with the game playing on my phone. So I will say, we. I know it's not this league, but I hoping hope we come back next year, next week for uh, – the finals podcast, and hopefully, I'm I'm facing the big guy in, in two leagues for for uh, for a championship. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, I'm in all three. Hopefully, I got you on the other half in uh, in two of them. That'd be fun. That would be. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Phil, how how are you doing in your other leagues? Uh, it's it's been a really bad year for the Sea Wolves. I was high on a lot of the same players. Like, I had Watkins, Lat Murray, OBJ in all of my leagues. So, I, um, needless to say, I had to free up some roster spots. And, I mean, the, the, other, the, the good news is I have Lamar Jackson in all my leagues. Um, I just don't have a whole lot of other talent. You hate to hear that. Yeah, that's how it goes. Papa Kaz in a semifinal matchup, too, than uh, the other league that I'm in with him. Um. He, I think, is a three- or four-time winner in that league, so this would be a a huge feather in his cap in that league. Let me see if I can give you guys an idea of what he's working with this week. Um, Jameis Winston, Julian Edelman, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary, George Kittle, Cooper Cup, Will Lutz, and the Philadelphia D. So, pretty good squad. That's solid. Yeah. 
And uh, the guy that he's playing against also benched Mark Andrews this week. So good start for the, the Polish Falcons. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Semi-final podcast. We'll be back next week to preview Super Bowl Five in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Uh, with Spears' exit last week, it will, it is confirmed that a new name will be on the trophy this year. So that's that's fun and exciting. I still have to get my name from last year on the trophy. I'm slacking a little bit. I didn't think I'd ever have to give it up again. So I uh, wasn't really planning on getting the names updated anytime soon, but I have to do that. So this is unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so a new name will be on the trophy as the winner of Super Bowl five, and we will talk about it next week. Thanks for listening, and good luck to the final four. Talk to you guys later.